All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Good Vibes Nation. Douglas in the studio. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm excited about this one. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, you're you're off your other sabbatical. You got you had another sabbatical last week, but um, <laughs> yeah. you're you're back. It's good. I love when you're back with me, man. <laughs> I love being here. So, guys, we've got a good one for you today, and it's really going to test, I think, the whole premise of our podcast, uh, what it's behind. We're actually going to talk about Joe Rogan, and I hope that you guys know who Joe Rogan is. Uh, if not, you're probably living under a rock somewhere. Yeah, really. But, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know Joe Rogan, he was the uh, former host of Fear Factor, right? He's also the uh, one of the commentators on UFC currently. And he's got a small podcast, right? A very small podcast. Yeah, just a little one. Yeah. No, he's got a very successful podcast, one that most podcasters try to aspire to be like. He has well over 112 million subscribers. Those are just subscribers that yeah. are uh, listen to him. And fun fact before we get into it, those who are guests on his show typically gain an average of 18,000 followers really? the next week that they're on their show. Yeah. Wow. We need to get on a show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to give a warning before we start the show. We're going to be talking about some some recent things that have transpired in Joe Rogan's career. Uh, recently, a video montage surfaced of Joe Rogan using the N-word uh, over a period of 12 years. It's uh, That montage came from. So, warning, if you've got kids in the car, uh, go ahead and uh, maybe stop this episode and listen to it when you're by yourself. You're going to hear some things here in a second that uh, hopefully they never heard. So, first, let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's play this clip, Douglas, of Joe Rogan. Boy, that he's a nigger, but starts calling them niggers. Word nigger. There should be a word like nigger, especially the word nigger. That's our nigger. About niggers. He says nigger. Guy, a nigger. And there are niggers. Start saying nigger. About to use the word nigger. Out the word nigger. See nigger. Word nigger. Say nigger, and he couldn't say nigger. Most nigger. He takes us there. We get out, and we're giggling. Ooh, we're going to see Planet of the Apes. We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> We walked into Africa, dude. We, we we walked in the door, and there was no white people. All right, folks, so that was uh, Joe Rogan, the compilation of 12 years of footage from his podcast. Uh, before we start talking, Doug, I also want to play his apology. He acknowledges this. So yeah. before yeah. we start our, our discussion, let me go ahead and, uh, for you guys who haven't heard that, let's see what Joe has to say. Um. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast. And it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit or a 
I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Or I was talking about how a Netflix executive, ironically, used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It could be a term of endearment. It could be lyrics to a rap song. It could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. But it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now. But for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you fucked up. And I clearly have fucked up. And that's my intention to express myself in this video. To say... There's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could. Obviously, that's not possible. I do hope that, if anything, that this can be a teachable moment. Because I never thought it would ever be taken out of context and put in a video like that. And now that it is, holy shit, it looks bad. And it it's part of also me doing this podcast for thousands of hours, thousands of episodes over 12 years, I said a lot of fucking stupid shit, which is fine when you're talking about most things, but not when you're talking about race. And there's another clip that I have to address. There's a clip from 11 years ago. I was telling a story in the podcast about how me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high. We were in Philadelphia and we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going. We just got dropped off by a cab and we got dropped off in this all black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining. And I said, we got out and it was like we were in Africa. It's like we were in Planet of the Apes. I did not, nor would I ever say that black people are apes, but it sure fucking sounded like that. And I immediately afterwards said, that's a racist thing to say. Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa. I was just saying there's a lot of black people there. But then I went on to talk about what a positive experience it was and how much fun it was to go to see this movie in a black neighborhood. It wasn't a racist story, but it sounded terrible. And like I said, you can have clunky stories about anything, but not about race. And so I deleted that whole podcast, but obviously somebody made a clip out of it and taken out of context. It looks terrible, but it looks terrible even in context. It's a fucking idiotic thing to say. And I was just trying to be entertaining. I certainly wasn't trying to be racist. And I certainly would never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. My hope is that, look, I can't go back in time and change what I've said. I wish I could. Obviously, that's not possible. But I do hope that this can be a teachable moment for anybody that doesn't realize how offensive that word can be coming out of a white person's mouth in context or out of context. 
my sincere and humble apologies. I wish there was more that I could say, but all of this is just me talking from the bottom of my heart. It makes me sick watching that video, but hopefully at least some of you will accept this and understand where I'm coming from. My apologies and much love. My All right, so that was Joe Rogan's response to that montage that was released. What's your initial thoughts? Yeah, so I think, you know, initially in hearing this, the apology, I, I you know, I, I understand where he thinks in, he can say like, oh, I was saying this word in context and things like that. But Joe Rogan's been doing this before his podcast, right? He was, uh, he's been in the media before his, you know, he was a stand-up comedian. Then he did Fear Factor. So he knows better. You know, he's about our age, right? Maybe a little bit older. You know, that word has has never been okay in any context since I've been, you know, since I learned about it, right? I knew we don't say that word, right? And so when you when you hear the apology, like, I can understand where his brain is at, but I just don't, I don't, I don't buy it, right? I think he was going for, the like he said, the entertainment part of it, and I just think it, it falls short. It just falls short. I don't understand what you're saying, but I think that, you listened to that clip, and I think that's why it was very important for us to play it uh, for those who haven't heard it. They went back 12 years, and I'm not saying that it was right 12 years ago. Climate has changed. I get that. But how many times did you hear in that montage, before he said it, he said the word, and he said the N-word, the word N-word. I right. mean, it was at least half of it. Right. So the context that he was using it in, how he explained himself, I believe it. Okay, and and I believe it because of this, the cancel culture that we have out here now. If that wasn't the case, you would know that they would go back and digging it up and like, oh no, you called that that person right the n word right. right. So I believe that that his context was correct. And again, same thing like he said, it kind of got to the point where we all mature, we all grow. You know, we've all made mistakes, we've all said things that we probably shouldn't have said growing up. He stopped saying it and he admitted it. He realized this is probably not a good thing. Right. So he stopped saying it. You know, I'm not saying that it, it was necessarily right, but I don't think it was to the extreme that this culture, this cancel culture is going to now. I mean, they're making a big deal of it if you guys haven't heard, especially you, you've got the, uh, the Rogan experience on Spotify. There's artists like Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, India Ari. They're asking for their music to be removed from that platform right. because he's on that platform. Right. So they're making this is this is it's a huge deal. No, it, it's a it's a very big deal. And part of the reason it's a very big deal is because he's the number one podcast in the country, right? He's he's the number one podcast on on the biggest podca- podcast platform, right? You know, in in the world. So he has a large voice and with that large voice comes large large good things and large bad things and when you mess up you have to be ready for the backlash of it like it he admitted i right i was wrong and so you have to be ready for that backlash now you know spotify hasn't they're not going to take them off the air they're not going to you know do all that stuff and and you know i don't you know you talk about cancel culture and, and i i think that we we talk about that term a lot recently you know with other things going on too but that's their choice, right? That's, you know, that's Joni Mitchell's choice if she wants to take her music off of Spotify. 
right? It's also my choice to listen to Spotify if I want to listen to. Right. You know, it's it's my choice to find Joni Mitchell on another channel. You know what I'm saying? I can find Joni Mitchell music if I want to find Joni Mitchell music. That's her choice. You know, that's so it gets into, you know, like I said, Joni Mitchell can can you can get your music somewhere else if you want to listen to Joni Mitchell or if you want to listen to Neil Young. I understand the cancel culture that we talk about, but at the end of the day, right, these businesses have the choice whether or not they want to continue you know, using those artists or, you know, or not. And depending on the severity of, you know, what they did, then, you know, the people really are the end result is people are the ones that make the choice. Right? Sure. If, you know, you talk about 18 million people, 18 million subscribers for 112, 112 million yeah. subscribers for Joe Rogan. If 100 million of them dropped them, then guess what? Spotify would drop Correct. Joe yeah. Rogan. Ultimately, the people get to decide, right? You can talk about him all you want on social media, and you can listen to that clip, which is obviously awful, right? But at the end of the day, the people are going to decide who gets canceled and who doesn't. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, where he's the number one podcaster out there by none, right? Yeah, right. But so, I mean, when you're number one, people are going to come after you, right? This isn't the first time. I mean, this, I want to say started, but Rogan's, you know, podcast, sometimes he's got you know, controversial figures. He came under fire after a group of, you know, scientists, hundreds of scientists and professors, public health experts, asked Spotify to take him down after that uh, episode on December 31st. I don't know if you heard that one. Yeah. He had uh, Dr. Robert Malone, an infectious disease expert, and they were promoting several false, quote unquote, falsehoods about COVID-19. You know, according to the group's public letter, which was issued on January 10th, they wanted Spotify to take him down, insert Neil Young. So that's, he hops on, before this comes out, and then this comes out, and then Joni Mitchell's hopping on, right. Indiana Ari right. is hopping on. So this is before, you know, kind of the cancel culture that I'm talking about is before this. It started. It right. started before this, right. And then all of a sudden, boop, yeah. this pops up. Right. You know, so I, I want to read you something before I ask you a question. Okay. And this is from my one of my favorite news outlets, CNN. Ah. It's a, it's an article, insert uh, sarcasm there, folks. It's an article that is written by an African-American. His name is John Blake. He's a writer and, and producer uh, on CNN. And it was, he just, this just came out February 13th, okay? I'm going to read you what he says. He says, the podcaster Joe Rogan did not join a mob that forced lawmakers to flee for their lives. He never carried a Confederate flag inside the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. No one died trying to stop him. From using the n-word but what rogan and those that defend him have done since the video clips of him using that n-word surfaced on social media is arguably just as dangerous as what a mob did when they stormed the u.s capitol on january 6th last year rogan breached a civic norm that has held america together since world war ii it's an unspoken agreement that we would never return to the kind of country we used to be that agreement revolved around this simple rule a white person would never be able to publicly use the N-word again and not pay a price. Rogan has so far paid no steep professional price for using a racial slur that's been called the nuclear bomb. It may even boost his career. That's what some say happened to another white entertainer who was recently caught using the word. He's referring to country music singer Morgan Whalen, okay, when he's talking about that. Yeah. He says, it's a sign of how desensitized we have become to the rising levels of violence, rhetorical and physical, in our country that Rogan slurs were largely treated as the latest 
racial outrage of the week. But once we allow a white public figure to repeatedly use the foulest racial word in the dictionary without experiencing any form of punishment, we become a different country. We accept the mainstreaming of a form of political violence that's as dangerous as the attacks of January 6th. So he's comparing what Rogan did to January 6th. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing, right? I'm not going to tell a an African-American person how to feel about hearing that word on the largest podcast platform that we can possibly imagine, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to tell you how that guy feels. If that guy feels that way, I sort of understand it. Yes, I do, you know, to a certain extent, because he's right in the way that, like, every white person knows I've known since I was in high school, right, that we don't say that word. Now, I grew up listening to rap music, right? So I heard that word a million times. But I would never in a million years think that it would be okay to say that word on this podcast. Right. Right? Not in a million years would I ever think that that would be okay. And so, like, as a white person, I know that. I can't tell you how I would feel if I was on the other side of it. I can't tell you how I would feel if I was a black person and I heard the the biggest and, and like I said, you know, nothing really has like he said, you know, nothing really has happened to him, right? Yes, he's gotten some backlash from, you know, Joni Mitchell and, you know, some of the other people, right? Neil Young and pe- people like that, but he has not lost any value, right? He has not lost any money. He has like you said, he has probably gained followers or, or listeners, you know, definitely. I mean, let me preface all, all by saying I've never listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Joe Rogan. I didn't think he was a funny comedian. I don't watch UFC, so I don't watch him on there. And so, like, I don't really, I can't really speak to that as far as, you know, is it going to gain listeners and listen or, or is, you know, lose listeners. I just don't listen to him. Before this or after this, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm never going to listen to him. I don't, I, just don't, I don't find him entertaining. Well, a couple of things. You threw a, a ton at me. So Sorry. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me try to digest all this. But first and foremost, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say and defend that word. That word right, of course, is of full course. of vile and hate, right? And I'm not sure why, you know, anyone would want to use that word, you know, in, in, in any circumstance. Right. There is nothing like that in the English dictionary. Yeah. Right. Right. The only thing that I can try to -hmm. compare it to, and it's by no means anywhere close on the scale, Mm -hmm. is is being an Italian American. There are slang Mm -hmm. words for different racial, you know, for different ethnicities. You know, so WAP is one. Right. Right. Guinea Guinea, is another. But again, Mm -hmm. it's it's nowhere near that word. Right. But. I've been called that before, and it's it's a it's different, right? If an Italian calls me, "Hey, Guinea," mm-hmm. okay, right? I, I get it, right. right? You know what I mean? If someone not of that ethnicity calls it, mm-hmm. it's derogatory, right? It's meant to be derogatory, yes, right? I know, um, so that right, and it goes back to what we were talking about before about you know being mature and, and being older. I probably would have fought somebody in my in my twenties <laughs> if somebody said that, you know now. I'm just like that person was just ignorant. You know what I mean? Right. If that if that were to happen, that's the only thing I I can compare it to. You kind of went on about you know saying that he wasn't punished. Do you think he should be punished? Do you think that they should cancel him? 
You know, again, no, I don't. I, you know, I don't think that he should be taken off the air. Again, it, you have the choice, you know, people always, you know, they start to bring in, like, the First Amendment. It's not it has nothing to do with that, right? Like, he's allowed to say whatever he wants to say. And if Spotify wants to keep him on the air, that's their decision. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to keep him on the air as long as he has 112 million people listening to him. I can promise you that. But it's our choice, right, as human beings, if we want to listen to him or not. Now, I think, personally, that he's going to lose listeners. I think that people are are going to stop listening to him. Um, again, I I don't know the answer to that question. I'd, for some reason, we, we try to make... And here's what I was thinking about this this morning when we were starting talking about this show, right? We, we make everything political, right? Mm -hmm. For some reason, Joe Rogan, who was a stand-up comedian, the host, like you said, the host of Fear Factor, right, and a UFC announcer became this, like, political icon in this country. And I just don't understand how that happens. Like you said, this is kind of why we do this podcast, right? It's like, Joe, who cares what Joe Rogan says when it comes to, like, politics and stuff like that, right? Like, who cares what Joe Rogan says? But people listen to this guy, right? And people take his word, you know, you talk about the COVID episode, people take his word as, like, you know, oh, well, Joe Rogan, you know, said that I should take, uh, what's the drug called that he took? Ivermectin or whatever. Ivermectin. Yeah, right. And he's, you know, yeah. so I'm going to do it. Like, okay, but you should probably talk to a doctor before you do that, right? And so when he says something like this, it means something, right? When he says that word, it means something. This is the culture that we're in right now, right? Because you, you have the, you're talking about, he's an influencer is what you're talking about. Right. You've got Instagram. That are paying these kids that are nobodies, right? Yeah. But they have two thousand followers. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. forty thousand followers. They're getting paid to right. promote whatever companies are coming after them. Hey, promote my makeup, promote this, promote that, because it's being seen. That's this is the state that we're in. But the guy apologized. He hasn't said it in years. Right. Again, like he he obviously got to the point where his life is like you're talking about. Like I probably shouldn't be saying this. So even in quote unquote context right he he came to the point in his life where it's like ah oh, you know i'm not going to use that word again right but you know people are still coming after him like like i said that cnn producer they're out for blood they want him canceled yeah you know and yeah i mean as for gaining followers sure i mean it, with with anything he's going to gain some he's going to lose some too yeah you know for those who didn't realize he had said that before mm -hmm. they're going to decide oh he said that word, I'm done with him. He's going to gain some from people who have not listened to him. They're going right. to be like, well, I wonder what his show is like. Right. I've listened. I'm a UFC fan. You know that. I've listened to Joe. You know, he's there's things that Joe says, and you're like, man, you you must have smoked some good stuff before you hopped on this cast. Right. And there's other stuff in it that he makes you think, right, N depending on what, what the topic is. And he's broad. He, you know, it's kind of like our show. We'll, we'll talk about sports. We'll talk about race. We'll talk about everything. It's kind of like his, you know, his show, too, that – there's nothing that that goes untouched on his show, but I think that it's crazy for people. The guy made a mistake years ago, mm -hmm. and I think it's crazy for people to be out for blood now, saying, "Oh, I mean, you look back. I think that this cancel culture tr has to try hard in some cases to find stuff." Yeah, you know, I don't. We have not talked about it on this cast, but Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. We're going after a cartoon. <laughs> Calling him a serial rapist. Well, technically. Because he's a skunk <laughs> that is trying to go after ladies that, that he's attracted to, right? right? Yeah. Nothing was on Listen. TV as a kid. Did you think that? 
<laughs> no, zero percent chance. But uh, listen, I get it. Like I, I get the cancel culture is is crazy sometimes, and it gets nuts. But I think this story is different. I, I, you know, when you watch that video, you you cringe. I mean, like you you can't watch or listen to that clip and not just like you know think to yourself like this can't be real. Right? Honestly, like I mean, like I said before, like he's. He's been doing this for a long time, right? And, and and do I think Joe Rogan is a racist, right? That kind of what it comes down to. I don't really listen to Joe Rogan and I don't but I can tell you from from a personal standpoint is I know people, I grew up with people who use that word. And do I think that they were racist? No. We're not talking about like, you know, Confederate flag flying like crazy racist stuff, but in the back of my mind, when I hear that word, when I hear that word coming out of somebody's mouth, I that's the first thought I have is, that's real racist, man. You shouldn't say that word. So yeah, I mean, I you can say you're not a racist if you say that word, but at the end of the day, like everybody knows, right? You can't say that word. So I don't know. It, it, if he's not a racist, saying that word is a racist act. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear what and you're And that saying. joke, and the joke at the end, I mean, come on. Well, yeah, like that. I'm not going to, I don't want to defend his joke. <laughs> I will say it was wrong. It was wrong. I think he was brutally, I think he was 100% honest when he came out and he did his apology. I think that what he said about that joke was right. And to note, like he's saying, they cut that short. You heard the clip and that's where it ended with that. Mm-hmm. He says, he went on to say, by all means, I'm not saying, because he realized what it came out of his mouth. Right. It kind of sounds like I'm saying that African Americans right. are right. are apes, and that's not isn't that's not the case. He, he said in the clip, because I saw like the kind of the extended version, like, well, that was, he said like that's a racist thing to yes. say. Yes, yes, right. So uh, he didn't, but you, but you can't, and that's my point. Like, you can't say it and then like be like, oh, well, that no. was a racist thing to say. I, I, it, I agree. Right. It came out at once. I tell my kids it. All the time. Once the words come out of your mouth, you can never take them back, no right. matter what you say. Right. So you better watch what you say, right? And But the fact of the matter is, you said before, he is a comedian. And there's – how many stand-ups have you heard? Like, they that's they go for that, that shock factor. And you're like, dude, you shouldn't have said that. I was watching a, a roast with uh, Pete Davidson on there. Mm-hmm. And one of the I, – I don't know if you guys know Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live – his dad died in 9-11, literally was in the towers. Yeah. And one of these comedians come on there and was like, thank you for, for having me on this roast. Although, you know, Pete Davidson's up here. No one's been roasted like his father was on 9-11. Yeah. And I was like, how is that even funny? Yeah. That, that I'm like, terrible. holy, oh, oh my God. But, that, but that's my point. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying what Joe said was right. But these guys in their mind as a comedian – they're at that shock factor, and some people are like, "Ha ha, that's funny." And the audience laughed when that guy said it. I'm like, yeah. "I'm like that isn't even not isn't even remotely close to being funny, right?" Right. And again, I'm not a violent man, but if I'm Pete Davidson, I might throw hands with this guy. Yeah, for saying about you know my dead father. But I mean, my point is there is a laundry list. I'm not saying again. Be clear, people. I'm not saying that this word is okay to say. I'm talking about the cancel culture that's on here. Okay. Here's a laundry list of just off the top of my head, people not of African-American descent mm-hmm. that have said that word at some t- point or another with celebrity status. Jennifer Lopez, she said it on her songs with Ja Rule. Lindsay Lohan, she was talking about Kim and Kanye 
at a show. She she used it. Justin Bieber, multiple times. Um, he did a parody with uh, his song "One Less Lonely Girl." He revised the lyrics using the N word. He did you know in the KKK. Yep, as a punchline, as well as he had racist jokes that he was telling, and these are all on video. Uh, Madonna called her son the N word. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, tweeted about a Kanye West concert. Quentin Tarantino, Mel Gibson, and his drunken super that everyone's heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it before. John Mayer in a Playboy interview. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Eminem, Charlie Sheen. I mean, did we go after them? Like this cancel culture now? I keep saying right. is going after Joe Rogan. Every one of those people at some point had to admit, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that word. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, no. The answer, the, the answer to your question is no. We live in a different world yeah. now, right? We live in this Twitter verse, right? Yes. Where, you know, everything you say is 24 hours a day. You can look at it, right? And that screenshot, that clip, yeah. yeah, right. That clip is gonna be is gonna be seen a hundred million times, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever it's gonna be seen on. And so, you know, yeah, it be it, it's we live in a more sensitive world right now right. than we did 20 years ago. Yep. That's that's my point. And that's why I was bringing up Pepe Le Pew. And that's right. why I said at the beginning, too, like, our climate's changed. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's certain words. It, I'll, I'll say it here. Retarded. We can't use that word anymore. Yeah, no. It's not a safe word. Right? I mean, I, I'll admit it. I said it growing up. Yeah, goofing absolutely. around with my, with my yeah. friends and mm-hmm. saying, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, as I grew older and mature yeah. and, you know, realized, man, this is offending special needs. Right. Down syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't say that word anymore. Right. Oh, we, we used to call, I mean, we used to call our friends gay. Yeah. Right. Like all the time. Like, you right. know, when we were in you know, middle school, high school, I mean, that was the, that was the term you used. Yeah. And that's, you know, oh, you're gay. Right. Like, and, and that's what I'm saying. And I wish we can go back and say we were in middle school and high school 12 years ago. But, <laughs> but my point is, is it's, we're changing, right? And I think some of it is is for the good. I do too. Yeah. And I think some of it, like the Pepe Le Pew, like the baby, it's cold outside. Right. I think we're stretching here, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, certain things, I'll give you, and other yeah. things, I'm like, yeah. you're complete idiots. Yeah, I do. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I do think sometimes we, the cancel culture, does go way, way, way too far. Like you know, the Pepe Le Pew is a good one, um, but the but I do think it's for the better. Ultimately, in the in the whole scheme of things, I think it's for the better, right? If we can be more sensitive to people's to the things that trigger people's you know behaviors and things like that, I th- you know I I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, it's good timing for this. It's funny we were I was driving with my son. You know, he's eleven years old, and we were driving to a basketball practice. Got a new car, and so we were listening to Sirius XM Radio because I have it free for six months. Ooh, 90s on 9? Huh? No, I was listening to LL Cool J's uh, Rock the Bells. Okay. And that word comes on a lot mm-hmm. on, on Rock the Bells Radio. So I asked my son if he had ever heard it before and if he knew what it, what it was. And he said no. And I was almost kind of like proud of that. I don't know right. if that's a good thing or not, but, you know, he, he was he's 11 so I don't know where he would have heard it, but so I explained to him what the word was and, and why it was a word that, you know, white people used to use as, as a derogatory comment and why it's in these songs, right? Why black people can use it 
for themselves and they kind of took it as like a you know, to me it feels like they kind of took it as like a middle finger back at you like no that's our word now you can't use it right and so you know it was an interesting conversation that I had with my son at that time you know because you know I, I just had I just didn't know how to have that conversation with him and like you know if he had ever heard it before right. or, you know you know and so it was it was it was a pretty cool thing and and Rogan's right in what you're saying it, it's it's not our word it's not no you know mm-hmm. uh, you know like I said before it's full we in, of, we invented it right. but we can't use it's it it's full of vile vile and hate and that's what was behind it when it was invented but yeah, it's 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 not our word and that's right. the same thing like I said I, it's nowhere near it but you know that's the only thing I could equate it to is being called a you know a guinea or a wop and I've been called it you know in both both ways by an Italian yeah right. haha, that's funny yeah. or by somebody of a you know different ethnicity trying yeah. to start a fight right you know calling me that but so, so just to bring it back to the to the guy from CNN your buddy from CNN right you you say that word is filled with violent hate and so kind of you know when you say that right it triggers in my brain where i can kind of now start to see that comparison of january 6th because that's how i felt those people reacted how they felt right they, the 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 vitriol and the hate that they had that day was just they didn't care and and so that's where I can, you know, I understand you. For us, we don't see that. I'm not, like I said before. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell that man how to feel, you know, about that word. But you know, you talk about those two words, that vile and hatred, and that's where I can see a little bit. You can give me a little bit of that comparison between that word, and yeah. Joe Rogan's situation, and I think that there's that. It, it, the word and that event. You know, different situation. You know, with Joe Rogan and where he's at, but. But that word and that day, I can, you know, that word hatred comes into play. I think that, the, but I think that that, my CNN producer. Um, <laughs> Your buddy. Yeah. I think that, obviously, he's out for blood. I think that he wants him canceled. I think that an apology wasn't enough for him. And I think that he doesn't care what context it came out of. But I think that that is a difference. I think there's a difference there. Joe's not coming out and not saying not you know going with I'm not saying anything approach. Right. Joe's coming out and say, "Hey, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I screwed up. I shouldn't have used it back then. I stopped using it. Not going to use it anymore. I apologize. It's wrong. I'm so sorry." And he's like, "That's not enough." But I think there is a difference. What how he used the word. He again as it's it's not a great word, but every time I mean not every time, but at least. More than half the times in that clip, you'll hear the word, the word, the word. Right. He wasn't sitting there you calling know, calling somebody. somebody that. Right. Had yeah. that been the right. case, mm-hmm. you know, Is I might it, think something yeah. different. Right. It's it's a you completely know? different story if right. he called somebody that. There's no doubt about it. But again, it's it's a different idea when you're talking about that that word. And and there's he did say right in his apology. There's no other word like it. Yeah, right. It's, it's, There's no other word like it. Like you know, you can talk about Guinea and WAP all you want, right? But, the, it, but doesn't there, it doesn't compare. It doesn't. It doesn't even come close. <laughs> it do, it doesn't because compare. because that word was so ingrained in this country for so many years, mm-hmm. right? And it was just it was just a beat down word, and it was you know you're lesser than me, and all this you know all this terrible stuff. And so, like I said, I, you know, I, I kind of like the fact that. You know the African American 
American community turned it around and was kind of like, no, you can't use it anymore. You know, people always say like, oh, you know, they say it in rap songs. Why can't white people say it if black people can say it? Because that's what, to me, that's what it is, right? It's like a middle finger back at you. Like, no, no, no. We can say it now. You can't say it. I, I, you know, I kind of like that aspect of it. Speaking of the beatdown, did you hear the whole thing with The Rock about this? No. Okay. Tell me about it. So. You know, I love uh, The Rock. Back, yeah. uh, Back on the Twitter. So, Rogan puts out this apology, and then The Rock comes out, and he tweets Rogan. Mm -hmm. And he says, great stuff here, brother. And uh, he wrote in response to, to Rogan's post, and he said, perfectly articulated. Looking forward to coming on one day and breaking out the tequila with you. Man, it's pretty cool, right? I mean, he's like, The Rock is like, hey, you know. Selling he's, his tequila, too. He's selling his tequila. <laughs> shameless promotion. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the, the Rock's half black, you mm-hmm. know, and Samoan. But, here's the but, okay? Don Winslow goes on after The Rock, okay? So, Don Winslow tweets The Rock. Who's Don Winslow? You don't know Don Winslow? No. I didn't either, so I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an American author and uh, liberal political activist. Oh, okay? you love that word. Yeah. Uh, so he, he responds to The Rock's tweet, and this is what Don says. Dear Rock, you're a hero to many people using your platform to defend Joe Rogan, a guy that used and laughed about the N-word dozens of times, is a terrible use of your power. Have you actually listened to this man's racist statements about black people? Okay. So The Rock, he acknowledges uh, old Don. He mm-hmm. comes back and he says, uh, Don, thank you so much for this. I hear you as well as everyone on here 100%. I was not aware of the N-word use prior to my comments, but now I've been educated to this complete narrative. Learning moment for me. Mahalo, brother. Have a great and productive weekend. Wait a minute. He acknowledges the fact, first, that Joe Rogan is apologizing for the what yeah. he said. And now here comes old Don and yeah. says... You know, he's not happy that, that The Rock is supporting him. Right. And Rock does a 180. Oh, complete 180. Yeah. 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 So this guy's like, uh, you know, Rock's like, hey, I don't want to touch this now. Right. I mean, this is a hot button, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I I mean, that was a hard, I'm a, I like The Rock, but that was a hard swallow for me because I'm yeah. like, look, you got behind this guy and was like, you know what? You admitted you were wrong. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You got a big platform. Yeah. And Joe says it on there. I hope this is a learning moment. I hope others who listen to me, 122 million, realize, just like me, now, don't use that word, guys. Right. Not our word to use. And here comes old Don. Don's white, too, by the way. Don comes in and says, you know, hey, Rock, you're using your platform and you're defending this guy? Yeah. Similarly, I brought up jo- Justin Bieber before. Justin Bieber did the same thing. I don't know if you are. Are you abreast on the whole Morgan Whalen thing? Uh, Yeah, concert. Was he at a concert? No. This guy was at his okay. own house. Okay? okay? He came home. <laughs> Terrible with pop culture it's stuff, okay. by the it's way. Okay. Um, um, you have to film me, and that's why I come on the show. So, I come on the show to learn about these things. <laughs> I know you're not a huge country music fan. No, but, so no I'm not. He's a fantastic country music artist. So this happened last year. Morgan Wallen comes home from his drunken stupor. His friends, He's got friends that came over that he hasn't seen in a while. This guy's famous. right? So his friends go... He's in, they're in town for a couple of days. They go on a drunken bender for two days. They come home. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. He's at his own house in his own driveway. Yeah. Gets out of his own car, okay? And he's completely wasted. His buddy's completely wasted. His girlfriend's there. His buddy's girlfriend's there. And he proceeds to say, you know, 
telling his buddy's girlfriend to take care of that, he uses the N-word, mother effer. Okay? This is recorded on like a ring doorbell from across the street. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Ouch. I'm serious. Let me actually let me see. Hang on one second. All right, so this is I'm gonna play you the clip. This is him picked up on on a ring like a ring doorbell across the street. Okay. So that was it. Everybody's white in that situation. Right. So then Justin Bieber, unbeknownst to him, it's a fantastic album. Not that you've heard it, but it from top to bottom is a really good album. Justin um, Bieber? No, 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 no. Morgan, Morgan Wallen. So he comes out and was like, hey, you know, I just heard this album. This is fantastic. One of the best I've ever heard. Yeah. And then someone came out and was like, oh. Oh, you mean. Did you, you're supporting this racist? So Justin comes out and says, oh, I had no idea the guy's music I posted was recently found saying racist comments. As you know, I don't support or tolerate any sort of racism or discrimination. I had no idea. I sincerely apologize to anyone I offended. That's what Bieber came out and tweeted. Plus, that guy, remember, he was on my laundry list. He was on your list. Yes. Right. Of that saying. he's done it before. Right. So, same thing. He does, He's a rock. You know, I'm just going to say, call a spade a spade. They're worried about themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They don't, They're worried yeah, about themselves, right? right? Mm-hmm. Are yeah. they going to lose followers? Right. Are they going to be the next one right. that's thrown under the bus because, oh, I'm supporting Morgan. Oh, I'm supporting right. Rogan. Right. You know? It's crazy. And that guy, he went on the Good Morning America, and, I mean, dude, he... He went through the the ringer. He's 28 years old, first of all. Not that that makes a difference, but he was suspended from his label. They pulled the songs from the radio and the streaming list, you know, from like Spotify, the whole nine. He was declared ineligible for the Academy of Country Music Awards that year. He made a viral apology, just like Joe Rogan. He asked us on that apology, asked his friends not to to defend his actions. Uh, he entered rehab. He also spoke to an African-American groups like BMAC, which is the Black Music Action Coalition, and he donated $500,000 to them as well and went on to Good Morning America which with uh, Michael Strahan, which, and Michael put him through the ringer. You have, yeah. to, look, you have to look that one I'll up. Check but, it out. but he was, you know, Michael was not easy on, on the young man as well. But that's my whole point is like these people, they're admitting they're wrong. Right. They're admitting they're wrong. They made a mistake. They shouldn't have said it. You know, it doesn't matter if this with his friends or not. Again, I mean, not our word to use. You know, like when's enough enough? Like when did someone when someone realizes I messed up? Right. I'm sorry. You know, I shouldn't do it. Nobody else should do it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's a you know, if we can learn and get better from from people's mistakes, then then I think that at least we can pull some positivity out of it. Right. Sounds like this guy clearly was sorry for what he did he realized his mistake and that he wanted to do better if we can get better from people's mistakes then that's better no matter what the mistake is whether it's this or whether it's something else if we can get better from people's mistakes and and make ourselves all kind of come together a little bit better i'm all for that but one of the things that i worry about right is the other side of this things thing where you know joe rogan's gonna gain followers because he said this word Right, and those are the people that scare like me. Like extremists, to death. right? Yeah, yeah those no. are the people that scare me to death. But I mean, and it's a fringe. There's no doubt about it. It's a fringe thing, and and, and I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to gain those followers because if had he not said anything, 
which would have been a big middle finger to F you. I'm just going to do my own thing. Right. Maybe. But because he's coming out and saying, hey, look, I messed up. I'm yeah. wrong. I don't think that those extremists, the, you know, the KKK is going to come out. And, right. You know, white supremacy. Right. Like, Joe's our man. Proud Boys. Although, no. Didn't he have the Proud Boys on one time? Uh, he's had everybody on. Yeah. He's had, he doesn't discriminate. In fact, I watched the, the fight last weekend. He was not there. And it was a huge fight. Adesanya, the uh, last style bender was on there. Guy's mm-hmm. awesome. He's a black fighter. I don't know if you heard his clip. I don't want to play it for everybody so that you could hear what, what he has to I say. I did hear this. He knows Joe. He, he knows, he's, he's been, been around. In, yeah. Right. He's been around. I think mm-hmm. he entered the fight game in like 2008. He knows him on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. This is what he has to say. You guys, listen to this. First off, let me take this one. Hold up. I'm black. I can take this one. Look. There's a lot of cunts in this game. There's a lot of snakes in this game. I've been in this fight game since 2008. And Joe Rogan is one of the nicest, coolest, humble motherfuckers I've had the pleasure of working with. Understand that. And you know, it's just... Fuck the noise, man. You know what they're trying to do. You can't control the man, and he's got the biggest platform in the world right now. So that's my nigga, Joe Rogan. Fuck the noise. Uh, going off that, going off that, what words of advice would you give to Joe Rogan to shut out all the noise around him? Do what I said. Fuck the noise. Just keep doing you, Joe. Have some mushrooms. Keep doing you. So yeah, so that's what uh. Arsanye has to say has to say about it. And if you know Joe, man, the dude, he's intellectual because he smokes a lot of weed <laughs> and he eats a lot of shrooms. Yeah. So I mean, that guy, he don't want he he's one of those guys like right. He loves everybody. Yeah. You know when you when you really you know get to know him. Not that I know him on a one to one basis, but I follow. I I do listen to his podcast. Yeah. I do, and I follow him on UFC, but. I think it, it is a learning moment, and I think that you know he's sincere about it. That we've got to realize that again, not our word. Right. If they want to use it, right. use it. Yeah, y- you know that's fine. But right. I'm not going to say it. Right, and we can't get canceled off of Spotify, so we're not going to say <laughs> it on our show, Douglas. Yeah. All right, well, we won't say it on this show. No. But I think it comes down to then you know just kind of put a hat on this, you know top hat on this thing we're not going to tell people how to like i don't think we should be telling people how to feel about it right when it comes to the cancel culture the great thing about this country is we live in a world where if you don't if you think joe rogan is a racist and you don't want to listen to him anymore you don't have to i'm with you right but if you know and you can complain about it and and hopefully at the end of the day right people learn from this right hopefully joe rogan can can talk to people and can can educate people about this word why we don't use it and and, we, and the more we talk about it hopefully people can learn and, and you know we can all get better from it yeah we all have choices and that's about what you what you summed up right there right if right. you don't if it offends you and you don't want to listen to them don't do it right you know and for those you know who, who want to continue to listen to joe continue to listen to joe i can tell you one thing what you need to continue to listen to is good vibes nation absolutely and share us and like rate us. us and like us on Apple Podcast. Five stars. We want five stars, people. And uh, you spread the word about Good Vibes Nation. We'll have more to come. And we've got more guests coming up, too, man. Oh, yeah. More Some guests. Big times. Until next time, folks, this has been a good one. We out.
right, guys, you know that sound. Did you know? My the, favorite game. Yay. No. Hey, it's a, the winner of last game. Nick is asking the questions of Douglas on the hot seat, man. How do you feel? You know what? It's your turn, man. Going in confident. Yeah. Turn the tide here. Ride the win. I am feeling your good vibes, right? Good vibes nation. Feeling your W is going to pass over to me. I've got, listen, I've got something that I'm trying to, you know, I can't wait to get off my chest to good vibes nation. So I hope hope you win. I take chances. I take chances. I go, you, you went a little safe last time with a lot of sports Ooh. and leisure. I'm not talking trash. I'm just saying maybe I'll follow that lead. And we're going to start with sports and leisure. All right, let's do it. Sports and leisure. Which Dodger pitcher yielded 16 runs his first two games at Coors Field, then hurled a no-hitter in his third? We are looking for a Dodger pitcher. All right, so Coors Field's got to be... Relatively recent. It can't be an old Don Drysdale or something like that. But um, and but he pitched a no-hitter mm-hmm. at Coors Field? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Oral Hershiser. Mm, I would have thought that, too. Hideo no Nomo. That's okay. It's okay. All good. It's, All it's right. early yet. It's early yet. Switching yeah. it up? Are you going to try it? Uh, Something yeah. different? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to okay. switch it up. I'm going to go uh, people and places. People and places. What? <laughs> you guys can't hear my eye roll, but what architectural style is preserved in the historic hotels along Miami Beach's Ocean Drive District? So, I'm sorry, repeat that question. What, what architectural style is preserved in the historic hotels along Miami Beach's Ocean Drive District. We're looking for a architectural style. Familiar is, is Miami? Is Miami Vice a uh, architectural style? No, it, it, it's not. Um, we, won't, we won't let that. Won't be an answer. I have no clue, but I'm going to guess and say that it is uh, Art Deco. It's Art Deco. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of course, it is. Did you really know that? I knew that was an architectural style. Well, that's I didn't good. Know that that was right, Miami's. One for one, bud. Or one, one for, for two. two. One, one for, for two, two, bud. You got this. All right, let's go back to sports and leisure. Sports and leisure. I'm okay, feeling I'm feeling good about this. You one. should. Good. What former Yankee great was on hand to see his ex-teammate Lou Gehrig's consecutive game mark passed by Cal Ripken in 1995? Ooh, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Phil Rizzuto. Joe DiMaggio. He was alive in nineties. Yeah, think about it, because I remember uh, seeing like I've got a visual memory. I remember seeing like he was very old at that point. Yeah, but he right. was there. Yep. Yeah. I guess I didn't really realize that he played with DiMaggio also. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the same era. He must have been young. Oh good. Hey, look. One right, two wrong. Still, Joey still D. alive. I got two sports and leisures wrong, by the way. My <laughs> strategy has completely failed again. This dumb game. Switching it up. Yes. All right. No, no. No? Sticking with it. I'm getting one of these darn sports and leisure questions right. Okay. Let's go. What three-word line from Caddyshack are PGA Tour golfers most often heckled with while putting? You are a golf fan. Yes, I am. I love golf. You have seen Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yes. But my mind is black. This is why I can't. I don't perform under pressure. I can't take the pressure of this <laughs> dumb game. Why do we play this game? I lose every time. Oh, gosh. 
Gosh, I'm going to be so mad when you say the answer to this question. Don't say it yet. I can see it I'm in not, your face. I'm not going to say it. I was going to ask if you want a hint. I'm, I'm willing to offer you a hint. Really? I'm willing to offer you a hint. No, I don't need a hint. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me think of Caddyshack for well, a second. Do you want to call a friend? Do you want to do a first ever call <laughs> might, a friend? On... I might need to. I might need to. you have any other Caddyshack fans that are? I'm sure I do. Are... Mm, who doesn't love that movie? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Miss it, Noonan. Uh Maybe. No, I, I knew the Noonan part, but I don't really remember them. Do people it. say that? Miss it, Noonan. Noonan. I don't know. Noonan. I've never heard them say. I've, I've only been to one PGA. I mean, I was, I, that's why I was trying to think Real of right. three words because I was like, I was going to say Noonan, but then I was like, it's not three words. Who yeah. says it? Do they say Miss it, Noonan in the movie? I, I guess, guess so. Probably. I guess so. Uh, I just remember going Noonan. 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 That's why I was like Noonan. Anyway. All right, so but that's, that's weak. You've got to get these next three right. All right, uh, there's a chance. So you're telling so me there's a chance. There's a chance. All right, I'm gonna go with. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go with wild card. I need a wild card question. Okay. Are you changing cards? Are you using the same card? No. These are the look. These are the cards right. that are you are wrong. You these are the ones that are left. I'm All changing. Right. I'm changing cards. If I didn't change cards, you would have had the same sports and leisure question. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, wild card. What screen star bought $36,000 worth of Girl Scout cookies from his daughter, Tolua Bell, and her two cousins in 2002? What kind of question is that? How would anybody know that answer to that question? Somebody knows because they wrote the answer now on the card. You have right. to get this right. I do have to get this right, and I'm gonna get this right because I know the answer to this question. Believe it or not, I'm a huge Girl Scout cookie fan, <laughs> and so I follow the history of the Girl Scout cookie. And this is a very well known Girl Scout cookie the fact. fact that um, the screen star who bought thirty six thousand dollars worth of cookies. Can I give you a hint? I feel bad. No, I feel bad. At least let me give you two thousand and two. John Candy. <sighs> No. It's Bruce Willis. Ugh. Bruce, I wanted to give you a hint. I tried. I wanted to give you what, a hint. What was your hint going to be? I would have said one of the founding fathers of Planet Hollywood. I wouldn't. That wouldn't have That would have gave you in the ballpark. No, I wouldn't have. I didn't know he was part of that. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, him. No? No. no? I wouldn't. Right. I, I wanted to help. You still would have lost. Okay. All right. Well, I guess, again. I told you, you last episode that people are going to know a, a lot, lot about, about you. Me. Right, you are right. Between here's Howie, yes, and did you know losing, mm-hmm. and did you know with me winning, we're finding out a lot of facts about you. All right, Douglas, you got one for us. Yeah, I got a good story. It's it's actually not quite about me. Okay, it's about my father. Ooh, Howie. Yeah, yes, everybody knows Howie. I can't wait right. to hear this one. So my grandfather, my grandfather on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is of Italian descent. Okay. Okay. And he has seven children. He owned a restaurant. Um, Izzy's? Is this Izzy's? No, no. Oh. Izzy's is my uh, my mom's uncle. Oh, okay. My um, my grandfather owned a restaurant. Okay. Izzy's was more of a bar. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> my father tells me the story all the time. It's a great story that he wanted to. He dated. He had been dating my mother for some time, and he was. 
uh, excited and he wanted to ask my mother to be his wife. Ooh. So like a good gentleman, he's decided I'm going to go and, and I'm going to talk to, you know, his, her father. Ask for the and hand. And ask for the hand mm-hmm. in marriage, right? Like a Job good, Howie. Right. Yeah. Right. And so he goes down to the restaurant where my grandfather's working and he says, uh, you know, John around, he's back in the back, you know. So he goes back to the, to the where they keep the you know like the refrigerator and the you know pantry yep. kind of thing, and he's like, "Hey, John." He's like, "You know, uh, you know, I've been dating your you know your daughter for a long time, and I really love her, and I you know I want to marry her." And uh, he looks at my dad. And he's like, "Of course, you know, oh, that's great, you know." And uh, he's like, "You know, I think that's a great thing. You know, she'll be very happy, and you know, you'll you guys will lead a good life." Yeah, you got the blessing. Yeah, right, exactly. So they're walking out of the restaurant. He shakes his hand. He's like, "Congratulations!" You know, blah blah. blah. And so my father's all excited. He's like, "Yes!" You know, you know, she he said yes because my grandfather was kind of an intimidating yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I could picture him. Yeah, right. So he, so my father's walking up, and and uh, my grandfather yells, and he says, uh, "Hey, hey!" Frank, one more thing, Frank. <laughs> my, father, my father turned around and he said, "What? Like you talking to me?" He's like, "Yeah, Frank, come come back here. I got to tell you something." Well, my father has a brother named Frank. Oh no, it's even worse. <laughs> he thought it was his, he, my grandfather thought my father was his brother. Oh no, he had been dating my mom for oh, who my knows God. how long. Wow. Yeah. So that. I mean, that's where I, you know, that's where I get it from. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love that story. It's a good story. Hey, guys, that's another edition of Did You Know?